Play the fucking intro. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 280. Like I said on the last one, it felt like we were in the 70s. It felt like I kept saying the same number even though I wasn't. Now we're in the 80s. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we finally passed a corner. Or passed a corner. Turned a corner. There you go. Yeah. And we're, we'll be crossing a street eventually. Maybe somewhere around um, 84, 85. We'll see what happens. Awesome. <laughs> but we're in the 80s right now, and we're going to be playing mostly stuff that's not from the 80s on this episode. <laughs> I don't think any of it's from the 80s. No, it doesn't look like it. One of the bands started in the 70s, but their music definitely is uh, much newer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know at least one band sounds like they came from the 80s. Right? <laughs> yeah, but I'll get into that later. All right. Speaking of that, uh, no interview on this one. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Jerem about Crucial Fest on the last one. And we will have an interview on the next episode, Sneak Peek. We're going to be talking about Liberty or Death Records, Italian Blood, and we'll see if you can connect the dots. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> if you connect the dots, we'll see who lives afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a lot of new stuff to get to as per usual. I'm going to start back on August 27th for releases. The 26th had several, and uh, there's a lot coming up, so we're going to... Starting 27th, 8 Up Records, they released a new compilation called I Don't Want to Hear It. Uh, go check it out, a lot of cool bands. Gimp Fist put out a new album. They're amazing, I like that band a lot. Unification is the name of the album. Uh, Die Hipster Records also put out a compilation that was on the 30th, Kids in the Hall, Volume 4. Then the Psychotics, which is P-S-Y-K-O-T-I-X. Nil Per Mouth on Horn and Hoof Records, that came out on 30th. Uh... Backslash, backslash, less, or just lash, less, but if you, you got to type in the backslash, backslash, so it sounds weird to say it that way, but that's what it is. Negative Authority was the single they released. It's a great single. Got to be playing that here soon. Uh, Bankruptcy, they released uh, Hungarian Satan and uh, Karaset uh, A Fairy, which... Uh, they're from Hungary, Bankrupt is, and you should check out those tracks. I'm sure I definitely mispronounced those, so I apologize. But <laughs> What uh, else is new, right? What else is new? You tune into the show to hear the shit I'm going to mispronounce, right? That's just like one of the fun side things that happens on a regular. Uh, next up, Depopulation Department. They released Starvation on the first of this month. Mm-hmm. Lotion, release, Lotion Multinational Corporation released War in the Digital Realm on Static Shock Records. On the first, Hexabron released Transcendence EP on Demons Run Amok. On the second, Life of Crime released Street Gospel on Upstate Records. Along with Life of Crime, I just said that one, sorry, See Through You released Hollowed Out also on uh, Upstate Records on the second. And I forgot to mention last week, uh, the second was a Bandcamp Friday. They took a break for like two months, I think, without having a Bandcamp Friday. And they brought it back. I think there'll be a few more, but it was Bandcamp Friday on the second. So there's several releases, including Flash releasing a self-titled, Otto releasing Hardcore 2022, and both those on La Vida Es Un Mos Discos. 
CF98 released This Is Fine on Melodic Punk Style. Youth League released Somehow Those Were Days on Wiretap Records. Vice Squad releasing Bang Bang Bang. I don't know if anybody releases as much music as Vice Squad. Seems like every other month they're releasing like a new EP. Well, yeah, that was uh, uh, something we were talking about with uh, uh, said person we will be interviewing next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we interviewed him, but you'll get to hear it next week. Right. Talking about bands who are really who are continuously and consistently releasing like seven inches, be it EPs or singles, every other month or so. Just to sort of keep the hype going. Well, keep the train rolling. Vice Squad out of the UK, they are on that list. Uh, also, a September 2nd release, Onda Arata HC. They released Super Vermi, which is a single. On the Job released Early Years Revisited. That's like seven of their previously released tracks from like 2013 and forward, but all previously released. Well, they went and re-recorded all these. They definitely sound a little bit different, and it's probably... You know, we've had discussions and interviews before. You know, a band records something, uh, say, like Rancid, right? They've been around forever. Mm -hmm. You go hear a track that they recorded in 93 or 95, and they play it now. It probably doesn't sound exactly the same. And that's kind of what you're going to get with Early Years Revisited, the re-recording of a bunch of those tracks that On The Job did. I like it. It's really cool. The Dignity of Cattle released Vanity. It's an EP on Little Willie Records on the 3rd. Sub Alternos released Thank You England, which is a single. Tramp released Bleed. That's a single. Definitely, uh, I like that track. You, you should go check it out. 10-Foot Pole, F Around and Find Out. Two tracks that they're releasing. Incudine released Irreversible, which is a single. They have a new LP coming up. Wrong Place, Wrong Time. That single will be on that. On the 7th, Churchgoers released Demo on Static Shock Records. Las Calles, they released Apatrita on the 7th. That's a single. Worker and Parasite will be releasing Politics, which is an EP of Collected Works. I think two of those were tracks that we've played, but then some other uh, tracks that they're including. I think it's a total of five, so we'll probably be playing some Worker and Parasite in the next couple weeks again. I like that, Ben. <laughs> Cigar released The Visitor, uh, or will be releasing The Visitor on the 9th. Cult Leaders releasing Gather and Mourn EP on the 9th. Kind Eyes are releasing Cruel World on Upstate Records on the 9th. A four-way split with Heist, Christmas, Batwolf, and Electric Frankenstein is coming out on TNS Records on the 9th. No Coffin is releasing Heaven Below on the 9th. The Gasolines are releasing Raceway War, which is a single, and they've released a handful of singles, all supposed to be leading up to an LP, but I don't know when the release date is on that. We just found out that uh, Oi to the World will be releasing a new compilation on September 13th. That'll be raising money. Uh, you'll hear more details about that next week on the 14th. Uh, on the 16th, Berlin Blackouts will be releasing a double EP on Wanda Records. Mind Force is releasing New Lords on Triple B Records on the 16th. A Testor and Zero Again are releasing a split called The A to Z Difference. Or, sorry, The A to Z of Ignorance, Indifference, and Idiocy. That's going to be on TNS Records. I don't know why I said what I said. And then September 16th, uh, Flogging Molly will be releasing Anthem. That's the new LP that'll be coming out, and they're going to be on tour and uh, here in Salt Lake City in between now and that date. Yes, they will. What date did you say that was again? September 16th. <clears throat> I hadn't seen uh, the, the official release date anywhere, but they did say on a Instagram post yesterday, I believe, 
that next week it'll be released, and they're one of those bands that typically release on Friday. So I could be inaccurate, but I'm going to stick with the 16th. You'll mm. see it uh, come out. All right. I don't see the... The algorithms don't work in my favor on Instagram, apparently. Okay. So well, that sucks. Fuck them. Floggy Molly's releasing it. They said it's coming out next week. There's already four singles on it that you can listen to uh, if you want to go check out some of the stuff that will be available on it. It's called Anthem. Eric, what do you have to add to that list? And then we'll get into some music. Well, I got a few things to add. I'm not sure if I mentioned this uh, last week, but as I was uh, kind of... God damn, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We'll have to go wireless at some point. Anyway, right? I was uh, saying this the last couple episodes, how Earth Crisis was uh, having a new release called Vegan for the Animals. And apparently they released uh, some sort of single on the 31st. It was in a, it was in a YouTube video, and it was, it was as a promotion okay. for the album that's coming out when they officially had like all the variants and all the album covers and who is credited for that. And they put and they did it as like a sort of trailer and just had the title track be playing for it. So that is actually pretty awesome. The actual Vegan for the Animals, um, it is an LP, but it's only got two songs. One side is blank. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be coming out on the 16th as well. Anyway, going back to, uh, to a month ago, actually, is... Our very own Deathblow. They released an EP called Gates of Steel. And it's actually pretty interesting. Like, uh, it, on their Bandcamp, it says it was released on the 2nd of August. But I only got the inform- I only got the email saying, hey, it's available on Bandcamp right now. Just last week. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if there was like a, uh, yeah, I don't know if there was a, what is it, a lag? Or anything of that sort, but... I don't know. I've kind of uh, forgot about Deathblow for a few months. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, new shit. Well, I got to listen to it. And yeah, that, it has the title track on there, Gates of Steel. And the other song is actually a Devo medley. And nice. if you know who Deathblow is, they are a thrash band. <laughs> so a thrash metal band taking on Devo and making a medley about it. Man, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> so check that one out. It's actually... Really cool. Everything is sticking to me. <laughs> Check that one out. It's really cool. Anyway, on the 16th, um, Split Image and Psychomantis did a split EP. And 10 days after that, 26th, Split Image released a single called Night Hag. And I'll be playing that. I'll be playing, not that one, but I'll be playing stuff from the split on this episode. Because pretty cool shit. Anyway, on the 31st, Less, with the two backward slashes, released Negative Authority, that's single. And on the 1st, Depopulation Department, Starvation. On the 2nd, this band called Peace Ritual released a self-titled album. And it's very soft, ambient-style punk rock. So, so yeah, if you want to check that out, just, uh, just kind of expect that. <clears throat> on the 6th, Blood Clot... Um, Sort of released Souls on the Smoking Word podcast. So if you listen to that podcast, they released it yesterday. <clears throat> and they played that song in its entirety. I haven't listened to it because I only knew of the podcast last week. And so much shit been happening. I don't really actively go out and listen to them. So, oh well. But it's going to, I know it's going to be eventually released. They are teasing an album. They're not even teasing an album. They were just like, hey, it's coming out. 
Awesome. We don't know when exactly, but it's going to be coming out. All right. Actually, I guess that is teasing. <laughs> I don't know what it means anymore. I'm not in the I'm not in the know with things like that. Anyway, that's all I got for new releases that have yet to be heard or have already been heard if you're from the future. Well, speaking of releases that have already come out, you were just alluding to what you're planning on playing on this show, which came out about, what, three weeks ago, two weeks ago? No, about three weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks ago. The band Split Image. And they were supposed to be playing here um, last night. That and you were supposed to play that one. show. I was supposed to be playing that show with my friends in Skullfuck and Sacrilegion. Um, unfortunately, the show got canceled to circumstances of which I do not feel comfortable saying, I guess, because the information I got was only secondhand, and I don't know if it's, you know, 100%. Hasn't been verified. I don't know how. We are not the mainstream media. We would like to verify it before we we spout it out, right? Exactly. (laughs) You know, so I don't want to... I don't want it to be like a he said, she said, or whatever. All I, all I can tell you is that some shit happened. The show got canceled after word got out. And yeah, we, get, we didn't end up playing that night. Although Skullfuck, I got to commend it to them. They actually were, they were actually reaching out to uh, separate houses to see if we could salvage a show. If, even if it was all locals. But didn't happen. And I was super bummed because I... Because listening to Split Image and Psychomantis, they are two very great heavy bands in their own right. Like Split Image, remember what I said about the 80s? Yeah. Well, they sound like 80s thrash. 80s nice. crossover, to be exact. And Psychomantis, they just sound like some uh, some really drudgy sort of, uh, if Obituary and I Hate God had a baby together. <laughs> it's like they got their fast, sludgy parts in there, and they just really like to slam and hammer it home. And the singer himself sounds like Mike Williams, so it's pretty awesome. So, great. So yeah, great music from both of those bands. I'm really bummed we couldn't play that show, because it was a metal show. It was metal through and through, and I was excited to be a part of it, but, you know, eh. Spilt milk, I guess, at this point. <laughs> Don't worry, we will be playing very soon and within this month. But for now, let's give you a little taste of Split Image. Here is their side of the split that they did with their song, Cancerous.
Yeah, that's basically the extent of their uh, catalog. So, yeah. I can say that I'm a fan of their music. Right? <laughs> I went and listened to all the releases. They don't have much. It's mostly just singles. But they do have one album that is out. Um, <laughs> the entire time I was uh, looking at my phone, I forgot to prep the album so I could remember the title. So... <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't want to unfollow. There we go. Yeah, the Torrent of Illusion. That is a LP. It's only uh, six songs long. So it could possibly be an EP, but it doesn't specify. But I don't care at this point. I listened to it twice in one day, and it's just great. I might. I almost was like, oh, I want to be playing uh, this as a great cover-to-cover -cover album. But no, not today. I want to, you know pay ode to uh, their split that they did with uh, Psycho Mantis because they are on tour, you know? Go and, if you like what you hear, and if they're in a city near you, go and see them. Right? Yep. Unless that one gets canceled, too. <laughs> 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 I'm joking, you know, touch touch wood. Oh, God. The <clears throat> yeah, It was a whole thing. Not getting into it, but split image. Good musicians, good music, great, I assume, people? <laughs> I never met them, so I can't say. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll just have we'll just have to see. But yep, split image. Check them out on Bandcamp. We will be dropping their we'll be dropping their socials at the end of the show. So if you like what you heard, then you're probably gonna like the rest of their music. Yes, you will. And speaking of music, you'll like. We're playing some bunch more new cool stuff. Uh, you played a band from California. Well, guess what? This next band also from California. This band Revolt and Destroy. They are from L.A. Uh, played their music before they came out with a new single. Uh, funny enough, the single's called From the Ashes, and they released an EP within the last year. I forgot the release date, but it's, it's uh, still relatively new. And it was called From the Ashes, but the track From the Ashes wasn't included on there. This is a single that was released August 18th, so very near that release date of the Psychomantis split image Split, split image, split. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was wondering if they were going to make a joke out of that. It's like psychomanta split image. Right? Split. Not split. even have the first word. It'd just be like psychomantis and then a slash image. Right. <laughs> so, again. That would just look like a file name, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, the single released uh, near there, like I said, uh, cool single. Been wanting to play it. It's on the list for this episode. Got a lot of great tracks, a lot of great people reaching out. I'm going to get all the music on, uh, working through it. Uh, we're still working through a bunch of cool music that Pat's sent us through Violated Records, which I'm going to be playing more of that later on in the show. But for now, let's get into Revolt and Destroy, their new single called From the Ashes. It's cool. Here it is. Yeah. 
singer from the likes of uh, from the likes of chokehold or snapcase and got them to sing for strung out there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah i gotta say like the uh when i first heard those opening song those opening guitar licks i thought that you had uh played the next band who was from gothenburg Sweden. okay <laughs> i thought you played them by mistake because that sounded very similar to the guitar tone of michael amet from yeah, carcass and arch enemy so I'm like, oh, okay, they're from Gothenburg. They're playing, uh, they're playing up to their uh, mellow, melodic death metal uh, superiors, I guess. <laughs> Just to sort of like, uh, you know, hey, we're from Sweden, yeah. But I'm like, oh, nope, this is something completely different. It sure is. Yeah. So on that note, Revolt and Destroy from the Ashes. Man, what a hodgepodge that really fits together. Right. I love the, I really love the guitar in there. I love how catchy that it was, and I love the. And yeah, I love the vocals on there. I love how aggressive they are. I love just the sense of urgency behind the voice. And and yeah, I love how uh how vibrant it feels, how so alive it is. Much like uh much like most of that hardcore from the 90s and strung out in general. You could just tell they're just they're just popping right off of the record. Right. And that's what that's what these guys sounded like to me. They're popping right out of the uh digital file <laughs> you're just seeing all these ones and zeros bouncing around all over the tape right <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome well check out revolt and destroy they have other music they have that ep from the ashes which does not include this track i even verified today like i looked this up and i'm like they have an ep and i looked on there it was not one of the tracks so i verified it unless i fucked it up but i don't think i did so go check it out go check out that ep uh, Revolt and Destroy is cool. We're going to go from L.A. to Gothenburg, just like Eric said, for the next mm -hmm. band, City Saints. Uh, yes, the lovely City Saints. <laughs> They're awesome. They are not going to play anything that sounds like what Eric was describing he thought was going to be happening from Sweden. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that, was, that was the other thing. I was like, I remember City Saints, and I don't remember them sounding like this. <laughs> nope. Nope. The, I'm going to tell you exactly what they sound like here in just a second. Uh, they've been a band since 2013, so nine years. They're coming up on 10 years as a band. A lot of cool music. Uh, thank you to Stefan for uh, reaching out as as he, he does uh, when they have some new stuff. And I, I was excited to hear this track. The track we're going to listen to here in a second is called Can't Pin Me Down. I like it a lot. Uh, the band City Saints also released a split earlier this year with Psychotic Youth. So there's a couple tracks there. 
Uh, if you want to go find their stuff, go look over on Sunny Bastards Records, including this release will also be coming out on Sunny Bastards Records. Uh, the album that they're going to be releasing is coming out November 11th. This is the first single from that album, which will officially be released on Friday this week, uh, September 9th. So you'll be able to check it out uh, yourself on the 9th. You'll be able to check out the rest of the album on November 11th. Maybe they'll release some more singles in between now and then. The album is called Punk and Roll, and that gives you a, a really good idea of <laughs> what the sound's going to be. You know, listen. <laughs> I was listening to Street Dogs earlier, and I remember their song, Y'all Need a Little Punk Rock and Roll. Right? And this, it's good that the City Saints and Street Dogs would be playing on this episode. Yes, they are. <laughs> you know, you know we're kind of, I was just kind of alluding to your pick right now, and now you're alluding to my next pick. I am. <laughs> I wasn't going to give away it was the next one, but it sounds like you spoiled it. I set it up, so... <laughs> So yeah, it's fine. But which song is it? Mm. We'll figure that out. Uh, we're going to play Can't Pin Me Down here in just a second. I just want to point out that that new album that will be out in November is going to be a double album featuring 24 songs. It's a one LP in English and one LP in Swedish. Their last full length that came out was Pasvenska, which was all tracks in Swedish. And primarily before that came out, the majority of all the music they did was in English. So I really like that they do both, and it's super cool that they're going to be doing a double LP, 24 new tracks, plus the EP that they, the split EP that they did. And then Stefan's also involved in the band Outsiders, which should be releasing some stuff coming up, and we'll talk more about them when I have music to play from them. But uh, it was produced by this album that's coming up, and this song produced by Stefan and recorded by... Uh, him and also Chips, Chips Keesby, who also was featured vocals on one of those tracks from that Psychotic Youth split as well. Uh, he did, did producing for Helicopters, Michael Monroe, another band. So there you go. You have an idea. Punk and Roll is the name of the album this will be coming off of. Let's listen to the track. It's Can't Pin Me Down. It's new stuff from City Saints.
That's the City Saints I recognize. Right? And with his voice sounding very mu- uh, pretty close to the singer of uh, the Toy Dolls. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, just the way he enunciates and just the way he just kind of, his drawl kind of sounds. It's like, it's not as, um, yeah, they're kind of similar in pitch, too. I think the guy from Toy Dolls is just a little higher, but this guy is... Uh, Stefan. Yeah, yeah Stefan. Yep. He's very, it's very similar to it. But that's the only, uh, that's really the only similarity I can draw between those two bands, because Toy Dolls, boy, are they in a league of their own. <laughs> they're so weird. <laughs> I'm glad, I, I, I would hope that City Saints would be proud that they're not in a league of their own being weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're not that weird, but they are a league in their own, being the most uh, British-sounding band from Sweden. Right? That very, I've heard. <laughs> very punk rock and roll. They A lot of the oi bands and any bands, punk bands that have that rock and roll sound really have a lot of that, that 50s rock and roll element to it, and uh, I think that City Saints have that as well. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. They do. Can't pin me down. Like I said, Friday the night, you'll be able to... Listen to that on your own. And then the 11th of November, 11, 11 of 22. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It should be easy to remember, right? Two 11s make 22. That's when you're going to be able to hear the rest of Punk and Roll. Like I said, maybe some singles will be released prior to, maybe one at least, uh, one of the ones in Swedish since it's a double LP, half you know, I don't want to say half, but one LP in English, one in Swedish. It could be like 10 and 14 tracks or who knows. I'm just guessing. It could be 12 and 12. You'll find out when the time comes, but uh, when it does come, Sunny Bastards Records is where you're going to find it. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Stefan. Let's get into some older, lesser known stuff. Uh, I think yours is just, uh, both of them are probably just older. People probably know who these bands are. Yeah, prob- probably. <laughs> Does everyone know who the Street Dogs are? If you've listened to a few different episodes of this year, then you should know because I played them on two separate episodes, I remember. And each of those songs were from Fading the, Ameri- the Fading American Dream. And Chris was a huge fan of Mike McColgan, so he played a lot of. Early Dropkick Murphys, plus just Dropkick Murphys in general, but a lot of <laughs> yeah. Street Dogs as well. Well, yeah. So we've played a lot of Street Dogs throughout the years. Yep, and why shouldn't you? Because they are amazing. Right? <laughs> they are a... Ah, fuck it. They were a great band. That is the proper way to phrase it. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. I've only seen them twice, and that's not enough. Me too. I think only twice. Yeah, just, just twice. Both times of punk rock bowling, one of which was a pool party, which was... That was awesome. Circle pit in the pool. Nice. It was a whirlpool. I loved it. <laughs> That's cool. Well, this is a great album. But yeah, you, what it, did you pick and why? Well, I picked a song from uh, Seven Hill, which is next to Fading American Dream, what I think is, the, which would be the next best Street Dogs album. And it's their first album, no less. That came out in uh, 03. Yeah. Yeah, September 03. And... And it was really, uh, it really showed some promise. It's like Mike McColgan's ex-lead singer of Dropkick Murphys, which were also getting a lot of traction at that time. And this was what, uh, I believe, this was like the sound that Mike McColgan wanted to achieve. Right. (laughs) And it was getting major air pockets. My bad. (laughs) That's all right. Uh, We're about to play the track, so you're good. Yeah, we're about to play the track. Now, the... 
Now, I was thinking of also making this my great cover-to-cover album, but I was kind of pressed for time to pick another song, and if that would be the right one, and whatever, but it's okay. I'll save it for later, because Savin Hill is still such a great record, just like Cut Down on the Twelve, uh justifiable fisticuffs don't preach to me and even their uh, sort of cover of Bo- borstal breakout right six champ 69 but in that one it's boston breakout yep and that's a great one but the song that i chose specifically for this one is in regards to the most previous holiday that being labor day yeah and labor day last year i remember i did dropkick murphy's workers song right which is still a song that hits incredibly hard to me because you know working class right and we keep getting slighted, especially these days. And I listen to uh, this song just as sort of like a uh, pick-me-up. That there are still people out there that are looking to, that are still looking for fair play on work. As long as someone else is going to be up top, trying to take their, trying to take the lion's share, just to make make us crush the underclass. It's like the workers, you got more power than you think, right? You know. But unfortunately, organized workers is becoming a thing of the past. And it is needed much more now, especially with uh, companies like Disney monopolizing everything. And monopolies don't work. It's, yeah, more convenient. But it it just decimates the value of it all. Right. You just look at what one thing that everybody owns, and now they cornered the market on everything. And they just basically destroyed free market. And that's what this song is uh, is really much uh, is pretty much entailing to, and it came out you know almost twenty years ago, and it still rings true to this day, which sucks. <laughs> it's so bad, but as long as there is uh, injustice in the workforce, we will always be celebrating Labor Day. We'll always be writing songs for the workers' class, and we'll always be fighting for those rights. And this is what McColgan and the rest of the and the rest of the dogs are doing here on this song, the closing song from Savin Hill. This is modern day labor anthem. Stay in focused on a duty. 
on at the very end of the right? just calling out all of the, all of the one percenters pretty much all the owners of this world of this country really because i mean who are we kidding they bought out the they bought out the the senate the judges the supreme court entirely all their lobbyists just went in saying like hey if we slide you some money we'll make sure that you get elected the next month but you got to get but you got to grant us some land that we can use for fracking. That's just one thing of going about it. <laughs> That's how democracy has been ruined. Because mm-hmm. our country was a model for democ- democracy, but it's been ruined uh, by exactly what you just described for years upon years upon years. Yeah. And that's why everything is going, uh, has gone skidawampus right now. We're all, we're all part of a system that's living paycheck to paycheck. I'm on a dollar store diet right now. I'm just waiting to get paid in three days, and it just seems so far away. Right. And, you know, I can request a raise, but that's putting a Band-Aid over cancer. Right. Because, you know, you raise the minimum wage, and then the top's going to be bitching, well, what about us? I'm like, you already got too much. But they don't see it that way. It's basic economics. <clears throat> raise the price of... Mm-hmm. Minimum wage, and for example, your fast food people that are now making more because of minimum wage, the place that owns the fast food is not going to charge the exact same. They are going to increase the cost of everything that they're selling to compensate for that. And so then the price of everything goes up, and Mm -hmm. then you're back to square one, and what did you get? You got your little congratulations that the government gives you. They make you, they pat you on the head and say, look at this that I gave you. And then uh, when you walk away, they're just laughing because it's like, I really gave you nothing. The, the political parties are notorious for the, here, I'll give you something for nothing. But really what you got was nothing for something. Yeah. 
And then on top of that, for all those uh, startup businesses, for all you independent owners, you know, more power to you and you're going to need it because, like I said, the mon all the monopolizing is going to be happening. Next thing you know, some bigger industry is going to like, we want to buy your product. We want to buy your company. We want to buy everything about it. We'll keep the name and we'll, and we'll throw a few thousand million bucks your way and uh, call it a day and we'll just keep running the business as is we'll keep the name keep the brands keep everything it's just going to be under us and we're going to outsource for all the materials that you're using right and sell it for cheaper you know and so many people fall into that because you know money talks and all that bullshit walks and dickheads dickheads reign supreme the rich dickheads right yeah constantly fucking shit up i know it's just uh Workers just keep on, just keep on doing it. We're all doing it. We're all struggling the same, in the same godforsaken uh, country. Right. That's just, uh, you know, it was bought. Well, it was stolen, and now <laughs> we're charging for it. Right. If that's anything that I could say that uh, the United States has given the rest of this uh, this planet is commerce. Yep. <laughs> that's that's about it, and. What do they do? Well, there's a McDonald's over in Vietnam. Is that is that how you say that we won the Vietnam War? We were <laughs> able to, you know, stake our, our all of our businesses in there. Right. Oh God, it sucks. That's the. There are so many frivolous holidays in uh, that we celebrate over here that I either ignore or don't or just don't recognize. And but Labor Day is always one of them, because. I'm part of the working class. I've been working class my entire life. My parents have been working class. My grandparents. We've all been, we've all been like a blue collar family. Well, except for my, except for my mom. <laughs> but she works from home. She's got her own freelance business. She's been doing that for thirty years, and she's her own boss. And she is like the, yeah, she is basically the, uh, the standard for an American worker. That's and awesome. she's an immigrant. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So all those guys that you see hustling and bustling, bustling out there, just uh, working every day, just trying to feed their family, feed themselves, feed their dog, their cat, their goldfish, just trying to feed their car with the gasoline they need. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just crazy out there. And when the workers, when the workers, the working class, when that falls, everything else topples. Right. And everything else is going to... The ground beneath you, when it splits, you're the next to go. Right. I've even written a song about this that I hope will become an apathetic song in the next year or so. So maybe by this time next year, I'll have another labor anthem. <laughs> it's called Die Yuppie Scum. There you go. Yeah. You know, all the people that are coming out from California, building those luxury apartments in the gent now gentrified ghettos of Salt Lake City. And all of a sudden... It's expensive to live there now. Right. It's like, guys, we, you just have a lot of empty rooms up there. And really, only your kids are just living in there. The kids that you brought over from the West Coast, all your little trust fund kids. <laughs> They're the only ones that can't afford it. Right. I don't, I don't know what goes on around there. I don't know what goes on through their heads. I can get an idea. Because they don't have the concept of enough. <laughs> well, on a different note, uh, this next song has nothing to do with what we were just talking about. But it's fun nonetheless. Uh, I recommend going and checking out the video. The band is The Outcasts. 
They're from Belfast in Ireland, and they formed way back in 1977, but disbanded in 1985. They did start putting out new stuff uh, with this EP called Stay Young. There's three tracks, and I want to thank Pat for sharing it with us. These are the three tracks right here. I'm showing the EP to Eric. We were talking about EPs earlier. And Stay Young, we're going to play the title track here in just a second. It came out in 2019, recorded in 2018. Like I said, disbanded in 85. They had about 30 years-ish, give or take, because I think they might have played some shows prior to this happening. But nonetheless, uh, a big break, but they're back. They're creating some music. This was the last release in 2019, but like I said, came out of Violated Records. Thanks again to Pat. Uh, the band Outcasts are already confirmed for Punk on the Peninsula, which will be May 2023 in Scotland. So if you want to go check that out, plus... They still have some UK dates at the end of this month and in early October. If you want to go check out the Outcasts, you can. They're playing, and they'll play a bunch of those cool tracks that were back between 77 and 85, and probably some of this new stuff, including this one here, which is called Stay Young. It's the title track. This is the Outcasts. All right. That's... That's quite a statement coming from uh, four blokes I'm seeing on the cover of this with a lot of uh, wrinkles, flappy skin, and gray hairs. <laughs> so, hey, it's not how old you are, it's how old you feel. Watch the video. These guys are still doing it. Yeah. Watch the video. The video uh, is a good transition for, uh, speaks to the song. I'll say that. So watch the video for this, but here you go. You can check out the track now. It's The Outcasts.
If you say so. <laughs> uh, it's cool. Uh, like I say, go check out the video. It'll give you... A, there's, there's a transition that goes along with what you described when you're seeing the picture of the band to what the band's singing about. Well, yeah. I can, I can imagine. I mean, a music video I could compare it to is like a... I, at least by what you're describing, is the video for Wrong Way Kids by uh, Bad Religion. Okay. And... Yeah, throughout the video, it just starts off with uh, footage of them playing in the 80s, and then as the song goes on, it goes to the 90s, and then the 2000s, then the 2010s, which is when that song came out. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, we were wrong key kids, we were the latchkey kids, we were all these kids from the valley trying to make our break in Hollywood, in the punk rock scene, when it was at its most dangerous time, and yeah, we're still doing it. At that point, it was 30 years later. Now it's 40 years. Right. <laughs> and here are these guys coming up on 45 years. And that music, it doesn't sound like it's aged a day. It sounds like it would have come out back in 77. The only difference being production. It sounds a lot louder. Right. <laughs> it's good stuff. Go check them out. Uh, thanks again to Pat. We're going to play some more stuff for Violated Records a little later on in the show, but you can go check out the Outcasts, the Stay Young EP, and then while you're at it, go check out a bunch of old, uh, older stuff. That's 77 to 85 releases. Eric, yeah. we're going to do some great cover-to-cover -cover albums. But before we do... Yes, we will. And yeah, we're going to talk about the shows, are we? <laughs> yes, we're going to talk about the shows. Well, there's one show you won't be talking about. You already told us about it. Mm. So wh <laughs> what shows are you going to talk about? Well, I'm going to talk about the show that we actually played last Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Or was it Thursday? No, it was Friday. It was. I can't <laughs> remember what day it was anymore. It well, was the tell third. us about it. It was the How's third. That? Yes. So a bit of a there was a bit of a weird story in this show. So the man who uh, put this on, Nick Kuzmak, he is a he is a DJ. He goes by DJ Nick's Beat, and he DJs uh, with his partner. Uh, Katie Newland, who okay. goes under the name DJ Retrograde. Okay. And they uh, they do DJ. They spin vinyls at various clubs and bars around town. And that one of which is Aces, where they play their punk records. They play the closest thing they have to metal records. They're not metalheads at all, but they play, you know, heavy rock or hard rock, stuff like that. And just the type of uh, punk music that, you know... Metalheads would listen to, right? <laughs> some of it's street punk, some of it's uh, whatever. And you know how I was talking about the toy dolls earlier? Yeah. Well, it plays into this one because at one point they played uh, their probably their most seminal track, "Nelly the Elephant." Nice. And me and look, the guys from Marine Corps and. A bunch of other of our friends, we just got all of the dance floor. We started just dancing around and just singing, Nelly the Elephant, back to trunk, flying away from the circus. Uh, ran away from the circus. It's not Dumbo. It's not the elephant that flies. <laughs> Nelly. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So that was a fun time. And that was after the show. Now, the show itself, uh, the it was the week of the show. So it was uh, Monday last week, and I realized... There is only one band on this bill other than us. And that was the band that was coming in from Portland, The Last Responders. And I messaged Nick. I'm like, hey, um, so a few questions about this show. What time is it going to be at? How much is it going to cost? And do you have any other bands playing? <laughs> and he messaged me back. It's like, well, I'm still waiting on confirmation from... Uh, uh, from the last responders themselves as far as cover charge goes. 
And it will be starting at 8. That's pretty standard for bar shows. And I've been throwing the line out there just uh, asking bands, but not getting any bites, pretty much. Wow. So I go, okay, well, I know a lot of people in bands. I'll just uh, throw the darts around the board and uh, see if anything sticks. (laughs) See if I hit a bullseye, pretty much. And, yeah, I asked around. I was asking... I asked uh, Dan from Run Into the Sun. I asked uh, the guys in Skullfuck. I asked uh, guys from Absolved. Any punk band that I could get a hold of. I would have asked Mandalore, but Conrad was uh, in Vietnam at the time. <laughs> so, yeah. That wouldn't have worked. Yeah, like the McDonald's out there. <laughs> Man, it's weird how everything is just kind of connecting <laughs> inadvertently in this episode. Right? Anyway. Uh, so anyway, I was throwing the line out there. Skullfuck said that they wanted to play, but they are under 21. So uh. that was not going to fly. So that sucked. But honestly, I think they could have just gone in and, uh, you know, not said anything. Because, <laughs> I mean, I've snuck friends into bars and shows that we were playing, like saying, oh, they're a roadie or they're a merch guy, whatever. Right. Yeah, and it worked. <laughs> I'm not going to say who, what, or where. <laughs> but we did it. Uh, but anyway, Marine Corps, they bit, and they're like, yeah, you know what? We're going to play it. Okay, fucking awesome. Marine Corps. So we got a third band. I divvied up the flyer, and boom, the show was on. Awesome. And then, yeah, then the show, it was awesome. Marine Corps played first, and I told them right after right after they said, I'm like, you guys, you're getting better every time I see you. I mean, yeah, their singer and guitarist, Connor, he is like shredding away on that guitar. I mean... And Nick, their bassist, or not <laughs> Nick, he looks like Nicky Six, though. Oh, nice. Yeah, he looks like Nicky Six. He's the spitting image, but his name is William. He's just throwing down on that five-string bass, and he's just having a hell of a time. And, and yeah, their former singer, who is now their guitarist, Jay, he is, he is just killing it on the rhythm guitar. And he's doing some great backups as well. Cool. Yeah, they're really coming into their own. They got some fast songs. They got some slow songs, some stuff that has those little uh, hardcore slamming chords. I love it. Anyway, Last Responders. Oh, they were great. They're from uh, they're from Oregon, I think from Portland, and they're just a trio. And, man, they got one EP out, and it's solid. It's such a – it's just fast kind of street punk rock that's uh, going – it goes about a couple minutes per each song, and – they were having a great time up on that stage. There was maybe 10 people in the crowd, but they were just having a blast. And then we get on, and we did pretty good ourselves. Awesome. <laughs> the it's good old, to hear. Yeah, there was just a, a couple of hiccups, something technical. Like, uh, we did a, like, we opened up with one of our new songs, and... And whatever was happening on Tyler's bass, or maybe Tyler himself, it was just sounding so weird. And we just kind of had a hard time following where the rest of the band was supposed to come in after the initial lead-in. I was like, the fuck? <laughs> but that was the beginning of the show, so that mistake happened. It was out of the way. Nobody seemed to notice except us, but that's okay. And yeah, and then at one point, the mic went out, and it was, it was my microphone. I was like, oh, God, no, that can't be mine. So the sound guy, he comes up. He switches out the microphone. Nothing. It wasn't the mic, it was the cable. I'm like, oh, good. So half of one of our songs, I was just screaming into the mic and nobody was hearing anything. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, somebody, somebody help. 
Yeah. But other than that, we had a, I had a great time. My friend who hadn't been to uh, Aces in over a year, he came out and saw the show, and he was having a blast. Uh, uh, he should have been having a blast. He had been drinking since 7 a.m. that day. Nice. Yep. Got it started early. Yep. I had to take him back to my house and let him sleep it off. <laughs> and, yeah, it was a good thing, too, because the next day I had to go into the recording studio with the Apathetics because we are recording two new songs. Awesome. Yep. Can't say when they're going to be released. I can't say when we're going to be done with them because I don't know. We've only got the rudiments down with a couple of songs. The drums are finished. I went down there. I didn't record anything. We didn't have time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the guitars got down. Some uh, rough vocal tracks got laid down, but I couldn't lay down any bass that day. We had to be out by 2 p.m., but okay. it's okay. It's okay. One day there might be another option, right? Yeah, one day. <laughs> one day. In the hopefully not too distant future. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll, uh, we'll just leave that. We'll just let that sleeping dog lie. Right. It'll wake up when it needs to. <laughs> right. So yeah. did you see any other shows? Yes. Okay. I did see one other show that was Stick to Your Guns at the Soundwell. Nice. And yeah, I was excited. I've been listening to Stick to Your Guns for a long time, but I hadn't been uh, recently, at least with their older catalog, uh, because I've been busy listening to Spectre, which is a great album. It still is a great album. I bought it while I was there. I have the vinyl. I haven't opened it yet, and I haven't spun it yet, obviously, but I'm stoked to own it. Awesome. Yep. I'm, I'm really behind on listening to the records that have accrued the past few weeks. I still haven't opened my Spirit World one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. It just Such a good album. Cast down this heretic. <laughs> it is a great album. But anyway, it was a pretty stacked lineup. I mean, there was... Uh, uh, there was a band called Foreign Hands that I really wanted to see. Now, I will be playing them on this show because I just discovered them that week. My friend who was going with me is like, I need to get to that show. I cannot miss them. I missed them the last time that they were here, and I don't want to miss them this time. But lo and behold, she arrived too late. They were the first band playing. Uh, like, damn it! <laughs> that sucks. Oh, yeah. Then, then I mostly just hung, hung out outside, shot the breeze with uh, some of my friends, and... You know, the bands were playing in the background, and they sounded good. You know, I went in and watched, uh, I think it was Koyo, who I saw. Let me let me pull the lineup real quick. Yes, I saw, <laughs> I saw Koyo for a little bit, and they were fun. They were a fun sort of a, a melodic, jumpy, hardcore band. I was pretty, I was pretty cool with those. And then Belmont came on, and they sounded like, uh, they sounded like MySpace era melodic hardcore post hardcore type stuff with a cool. lot of electronic stuff booted in as well it was it was pretty weird i don't know how exactly else to describe them but they they sounded cool but not something i go out of my way to listen to yeah. okay yeah no disrespect belmont you're good at what you do but not my not my cup of the damn tea right and kublai khan yeah these guys were the heaviest and i mean the heaviest i'm talking beat down to the fucking max. These guys just sounded so brutal. And I was like, okay, this is the type of hardcore that I hear, and I don't want to be anywhere near the pit. <laughs> because I know that there's some caveman-style moshing going on there, just short of like a club. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, man. Thankfully, weapons at shows is not a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, fortunately. Yeah, fortunately. It allows for people to go to work the next day if they need to. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a, oh God. 
Anyway, also just getting into the venue, I get in there and there's some guy just hunched over on the ground and he's just got this liquid right beneath him. I'm like, oh, someone probably had too much to drink. Too much too soon. Dang it. Yeah, and I got there, you know, right before Koyo was about to go on. And they were the second band. I'm like, dude, you got dude. <laughs> and I do have a funny story about about that that happened to one of my friends, but I'm going to save that for later down the line because of a certain concert coming up. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to save that story for that time. And so, yeah, then stick to your guns. They come on. This was my first time seeing them. And they were just going through their set. They played the, the songs that were fresh in my mind, being from the new album. And, I mean, they played Hush, which was one of the heaviest songs on that one. And then when they did... Uh, Oh, the one other song. I can't even remember the chorus, but I know I was right at the front. I just bum rushed through the pit and I was like getting right up in uh, <laughs> right up in the singer. I think it's, I can't remember his name now. I told it last night, went out my brain the next day. That being uh, yesterday. <laughs> I want to say it was Jay, but I could very well be wrong. It doesn't matter. The thing was I was right up to him and I was getting the mic grabs, sticking in the crowd. And by the way, so many stage dives. There's no barrier at Soundwell, which is awesome. And there were so many there were so many pits. There was a little bit of a circle pit going on every now and then. But apparently, there is such a stigma against circle pits in Salt Lake's hardcore community. Apparently, everywhere else, the hardcore kids have no problem running around in a circle. But I'm just like, dude, you're, do, you're do, there doing your dances, doing your karate pits, your kicks, your punches, and you're just like going from side to side doing that shit. Work on your cardio and run around in the circle. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Nobody likes doing track, but come on. <laughs> you guys are you guys are stupid. Anyway, the I remember as they're going down the set, I was hearing all their old songs, and I'm thinking, oh, fuck, I remember this one. Oh, I remember this one. And at the end of the set, I was like, wait a minute. They didn't play Diamond. They didn't play We Still Believe. They didn't play What Goes Around. <laughs> and I'm like... Am I really having this moment? <laughs> Damn it! I hate this. But I also love it at the same time, where it's like, yeah, you saw a show, and it was a great show, but you wish that you could have had more. That's how you know that a band has more to offer. And Stick to Your Guns, boy, they offered a lot. And also, uh, they, they were going on saying how uh, impressed they were with the hardcore scene in the last couple of years in Salt Lake. And... It was like one of my friends was coming up here and he just told me like all these all these amazing shows that he's seeing and great new bands like NARC. And I was like, they just literally singled out NARC and gave him a shout out. So as soon as I heard that, I text Tyler Barani like, hey, you're not going to believe what just happened. And he's like, what? No way. And then today I saw Spencer, you know, their guitarist. I saw him making a post like, hey. Shout out to Stick to Your Guns for uh, singling us out on on great bands to be coming out of Salt Lake. And then I comment, have them play your mom's house. <laughs> and they're like, well, that would be awesome, but I don't think we could afford the damages. Have them play your mom's neighbor's house. <laughs> and, then, and then Emily comes on saying, how about we play your mom's neighbor's boyfriend's house? And then I come, I'm like, I know just the guy to book this. Your father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. There you go. And then post a picture of Dark Helmet from Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a laugh. So, 
Yeah, pretty funny how the how a show like that can bring members of the scene together, even if they didn't attend that show. Right. Yeah, and they didn't. I did, and I was the messenger, and we just had a little laugh about it. That's cool. <laughs> oh God! And then to end to end cap, I was uh, when the show was over, we're exiting the venue, and. You know, I went into the show with a guy uh, hunched over and laying uh, face down on the ground in a puddle of whatever. And then, leaving, I see a guy on the ground, face up, with a gurney next to him. Nice. So I'm like, oh, God, I don't know what happened here. I don't know what happened then. But I guess it's a hardcore show if somebody's leaving with an injury. <laughs> I mean, it isn't otherwise. <laughs> yeah, so... So yeah, that was my uh, show experience this past week. And there would have been one more, but I revert you back to the top of the episode when I'm talking about Split Image, and I probably will be talking about it again towards the end of the song when I play the Psychomantis song. Awesome. The end of the song. The end of the episode. Jesus. There you go. I'm getting my... My mind's been out of it today. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. Anyway, just... It's the heat. The heat is melting my brain. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to quickly get into some albums, but right before we do, a couple shows to mention. If you're going to be in Los Angeles this Friday at Offbeat Bar, which is going to be a 21 and older show, but the tickets are only 5 bucks. It's an early show. The show starts at 6 p.m., not open. Doors open, but starts at 6 with the last band playing at 9. And the last band is most likely Call the Cops, who's from Italy, so go check them out. You'll also get to see the Pawns, Revolt and Destroy, who we played just a little bit earlier in the show. So go check out that show if you're in L.A. on the 9th. That's this Friday. Also on the 9th, it's the 9th, 10th, and 11th, Camp Punksylvania, which will be in Pennsylvania. So go check that out. It'll be the 9th, 10th, and 11th. It's in Scranton at the Circle Drive-In. You'll see bands like Guttermouth, Casualties, Get Dead, The Code, Mephiscopheles, Crazy in the Brains, who we just uh, play or had on an interview for just a couple weeks ago, Chaser, Some Kind of Nightmare, Jukebox Romantics, Old Tigers, Racist Kramer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to Salt Lake City, they'll be out there. Uh, working Class Stiffs. Uh, so many other bands. I don't know all of them. Long shot odds. I'm just trying to name the ones I know we've played on the show. So go check them out at Camp Punksylvania this weekend, the 9th, 10th, and 11th in Scranton if you are near that area. If you're a little bit further west of that and you want to see a band from New Jersey, School Drugs will be playing in Cleveland, Ohio on the 9th at Medieval Pub. Chicago at Dreary North Fest on the 10th. And Columbus, Ohio at Dirty Dungarees on the 11th, so you can see a New Jersey band, and uh, Last Gasp will also be playing with them on that show on the 9th at Medieval Pub. Uh, on the 10th, the Dreary North Fest will have several bands. It's the day 9th through 11th, so there's a festival there if you're going to be in Chicago as opposed to Scranton. Several bands, uh, go look up uh, at School Drugs and Jay, if you want to see the whole festival lineup, and then they'll be in Columbus playing with World Peace Backslider. $10 all-ages show that starts at 7 on September 11th. So those are some options for you there. If you want to go see a hardcore show in Brockton, which uh, is in Massachusetts, that'll be this coming Monday the 12th. It's going to be at 7 p.m. an all-ages show featuring Terror, Death Before Dishonor, Buried Dreams, 
and Street Power. So go check out those bands if you're going to be in the Brockton, Massachusetts area. It looks like Badlands VFW Hall is where that will be. So you can go check that one out. Uh, coming up soon, starting on the 18th, Amel and the Sniffers will be here from Australia. They'll be playing in L.A., Nashville, Atlanta, New York, Washington, Boston on the 25th, Detroit, Chicago, Minneapolis, Denver on the 1st, Salt Lake City on the 2nd at The Depot. Also, Boise, Eugene, Oregon, Seattle, and Dana Point, California, wrapping that up uh, at Ohana Festival Encore Weekend on the 8th and 9th. So Amel and the Sniffers are coming up. If you want to check them out, I've seen videos of them perform. You probably want to go see them. Uh, a show in Salt Lake. Eric might be mentioning this one, but I'm going to mention it because I had a lot of out-of-state bands coming in. But Dysentery, Nauseous, Destructive, Unwanted Noise, and Bad Nasty all coming to the Beehive, and that'll be on September 14th, all-ages show. Nauseous is from Chicago, Destructive from Quebec, Unwanted Noise is also from Canada, and Bad Nasty is a French street punk band also playing with Dysentery out of Salt Lake City. So a lot of good bands coming up on that one. And if you want to see Nauseous, this Saturday the 10th, they'll be in Chicago, 11th Milwaukee, 13th Denver, here on the 14th, Seattle 16th, Portland 17th, Fresno 18th, Riverside 20th, 21st in San Diego, and finally they'll be wrapping up in L.A., on the 22nd. And the last show I'm going to mention next Friday, the 16th, and that is in Hyannis, Massachusetts. You'll be able to see Dead Low, Working Poor, Nothing But Enemies, and Casket Rots. Eric, what do you have to add to the list? Well, that Beehive show, I did not even have on my list. Well, so there you go. There you, and yep. a lot of cool bands coming in for it. Yep. A lot of cool bands. <laughs> However, I do have a few others. Also, I want to give a shout out to uh, my friends in Run Into the Sun and Seven Daggers and Violent Unrest, who all opened up for Ignite last night. Awesome. Yeah, and Ignite, they haven't been here in a long-ass time, and uh, absence, they don't have uh, Z uh, Zoli Teglas as their singer anymore. Oh, they don't? Yeah, it was news to me. Uh, Dan from uh, Run, With the Run Into the Sun, he actually told me last night, and I'm like, wow, what? Okay. Anyway. Well, before you go on, I know it's unpopular, <clears throat> but I really like the album that Zoli did with Pennywise. I know that's unpopular against hardcore Pennywise fans, <laughs> but I think they put out a lot of great tracks on that album. Not to say that it's better or worse one way or the other. I'm just saying I really liked it. Anyway, go on. Well, it's a... That album was pretty good. It was. But the thing is, is like he's got a lot of big shoes to fill, you know, following sure. a, uh, Jim. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, he was the face of Pennywise, and you can't exactly uh, replace that face. And they knew that because uh, Jim is now with them again. Yep. <laughs> it has been for over 10 years. Anyway, the singer they have now is, uh, of all people, Eli Santana, who was the singer in Holy Grail, and I assume still is. And Holy hmm. Grail is a power metal band. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a power metal band. I have seen them, uh, I don't know if he's the singer, but either way... A power metal singer is now singing for Ignite, one nice. of the bands that like uh, crossed uh, crossed OC hardcore with skate punk and became like uh, <laughs> some of the one of the uh, pinpoints of what became known as melodic hardcore. So, kind of kind of fucking cool. That's awesome. Yep, and I'm stoked that they came back here. I would have uh, gone to the show, but I am uh, 
like I said, dollar store diet right now. <laughs> right. <clears throat> maybe I could have. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I could have muscled my way in. I know the people who work there. But, <laughs> uh, anyway, upcoming shows on the eighth at the Beehive. We have Anti Broth from Colorado. What even is Anti Broth? I fuck. I don't know. Just. Just soup without liquid? Sure. (laughs) It's a hash. Anti-broth is just hash. Right. Uh, Playing with them will be uh, Real Flip, Sleep Cult, and Bad Mouth. That starts at... That's uh, on the 8th, 7 p.m., $10. On the 10th at... uh, What is it? The Boardwalk on 1384 West Center Street in Orem. Dragged Out, Snuff Tape, and Low Life will all be playing. That'll start at 7.30 and is $10 at the door, I think. No, it was $10 for the pre-sale, $12 at the door. Okay. Anyway. on the Also on the 10th, at the Lighthouse, Hi-Fi Murder and the One Too Many's and Pirates of the Promised Land will all be playing in there. It'll be, I'm pretty sure the Lighthouse is a bar. And, well, yeah. yeah, bottom line, look it up. It's going to be $5. Cool. And on the 11th, the show I am most excited about is my favorite band, The Skints. <laughs> <laughs> they're playing the show. Yeah, they're playing the show with Tiger Army and Interrupters and Flogging Molly, my actual favorite band. There you go. <laughs> oh, God, I am excited. This will be, this will be my 10th time seeing Flogging Molly. I have... N- since 2009, I have never missed a show when they came here. That's awesome. And I've even seen them in different cities. I saw them in Denver. I saw them in uh, Vegas for punk rock bowling, and that was a wild time. And I've seen them a ton of times up here. Interrupters, I've seen them quite a few times. I think this will be my uh, uh, this will be my fourth time seeing the Interrupters, and they are great every they time. They are great. And the Skins, I'm excited for, but Tiger Army. I forgot that band existed. I don't listen to a lot of uh, rockabilly, psychobilly, but Tiger Army is up there. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to listen to anything of that sort, Tiger Army was a go-to for me. And I haven't listened to them since high school. So this is a bit of a, <laughs> this is a, bit of a blast from the past to me. So, all right, Tiger Army. Anyway, that's going to be at the Complex. And right now tickets are going for about $50. And it's, it sounds pretty steep, but... Honestly, considering the lineup, that's $25 a band. I guess still kind of pretty steep, but eh. they're great bands. What can I say? <laughs> Fuck off. I got my ticket. I got my ticket for my birthday. Thank you, Shawnee. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, uh, next Wednesday on the 14th, Full of Hell and Blood Incantation with Vermin, God is War, and Mortuous will be scalding all over the place at Urban Lounge, that it will be starting at 6 p.m. and is going to be $20. Now, Full of Hell, they are a, they are a wild one. <laughs> I saw them play at Diabolical Records with uh, Gate Creeper some, like, I want to say five years ago. Okay. And, yeah, for those of you that don't know, Diabolical Records, it is a hole-in-the-wall record shop. It is maybe the size of an average... Of an average den in a house. Okay. <laughs> so a bunch of uh, metalheads and noise rockers just crammed in there. And full of hell just uh, going through their sporadic chaos and all those crazy noise. All that crazy noise that's just coming out. It was a wild one. 
and Full of Hell, I would recommend seeing them live. They are awesome. They are an awesome band. So, got nothing bad to say about that show, uh, just other than I just hope I can get to it. Right. I'll be seeing a lot of shows this month already. Oh, God. What's different than last month? Yeah, touche. <laughs> <laughs> that I'll be playing a few shows. <laughs> right, there you go. I don't think uh, Donovan's played any shows last month. I can't remember. I don't think we did. I think the last show we played was in, uh, I think it was in July. Okay. Yeah, don't, don't quote me on that. <laughs> so much has happened, and I forget which shows I played and which shows I've attended, and uh, when. <laughs> well, well, we'll focus on the future then. And do you have any other shows, or you got an album to talk about? I finally have an album to talk about. All right, we're going to get to playing some music in a second, so let's talk about that album. Okay. I'm going back to the West Coast here. I mean, three of the four bands I picked for this episode are on the West Coast. The only, you know, the only one not is Street Dogs. Right. You know, Boston. <laughs> anyway, this band I'm talking about is a band that we call Fuck It Dog, Life's a Risk. Right. Or more commonly known as Fiddlar. <laughs> yeah, Fiddlar, if you've been in the punk scene for the last uh, decade or so, Fiddlar has basically become a household name amongst all the newer generation of punks. They are, a, they are a pretty strange band. I mean, not a, well, yeah, kind of a strange band, but with a strange history. And how they went was like, uh, they were, they're from Los Angeles, California, and a few of them, particularly their uh, singer, Zach Carper, was a beach bum. And he was like living on the beach. He was homeless. He was addicted to uh, meth. And he was just like, just like living that lifestyle. And he got this band they got this band together called Fiddler, and it is just it was just noisy, garage-infused punk. It was violent, it was chaotic, it was a lot of fun. And they were, I mean, that was the whole idea of their namesake, fuck it dog, life's a risk. They were just going into it, you know, with nothing to lose. And they pretty much did it. And people just loved that. It was just it was just beach bum punk. <laughs> they had a bit of surf rock, they had like this grimy. A garage overtone to it and basically it's like if the Stooges were from California not from Detroit <laughs> that's what it felt like and that was their first album and people loved it and it was done in the fit of addiction you know it was it just felt it just felt like it was dirty if you touched it and cool. yeah and then Zach he uh, went on to uh, get clean. He is clean right now, completely sober, and all the more power to him. And in the wake of his uh, you know sobriety, like fresh out of it, they got back to the drawing board and started writing their album two, their second album. Yeah, they're a little tongue in cheek that way. <laughs> yeah, but it's two T O O, as in like me too. <clears throat> So, yeah, and this one has a bit of a different feel. It still has its moments of, like, just really heavy, uh, slammy punk riffage that you hear that you can relate to the first album. Um, but this one, they're just scaling it back a little bit because on that one, it was like, yeah, we're doing this because we don't give a fuck. We have no future. No, that shit. And that was kind of the punk motif for the longest time. You think of some of the early punk bands that were just going in like, we don't give a fuck. We're not going to live past 21. And some of them didn't. <laughs> and that was the idea. Well, not necessarily the idea. That's just what was happening. And, that's what the, and that was the image and the actions that people were, uh, 
that were they were attaching that to the music. And with Fiddler, it was no different, at least for that first album. But now that he's out, now that he was out of rehab and was starting to think a bit more clearly, it's like, well, okay, now I do kind of have something to lose. It's like, yeah, I still want to. Uh, now we're just taking uh, different risks, and in that. They got a bit more experimental. They got a little uh, dancier, a little more melodic. They had some really fun, uh, upbeat songs, but then they had some really heavy ones, and then they had some introspective ones, stuff where it was like, oh, Jesus, what is up with this life now? <laughs> now that I'm seeing it clearly, I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> and so, yeah, as to kind of showcase how uh, dancey these guys got and how much uh, more fun and indie-sounding that they got... I had to choose a Y generation, or as the chorus goes, Generation Y. And if you, and if you're not singing this song by really halfway through the first chorus, then, then I ask you, why? <laughs> so here it is. Let's listen to it.
exactly. What the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is this? It's actually the intro to the next song. Oh, is it? Yeah, and that one is even... Yeah, that one is a pretty weird one. It just sounds like he's uh, emulating the what a teenage girl would be saying uh, over the phone to her, I don't know, to her friend or her boyfriend or whatever. It's like, oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so that's how weird the the album can get. But uh, but like I said, that song, if you are familiar with the first Fiddler album, that is a song that's just kind of way out of left field. <laughs> Because the first one, they're singing about cocaine and cheap beer and, like, (laughs) really getting into it. And this one, they're just like, hey, you know what? We're not in that party phase anymore, and I am am a recovering addict. So, yeah, I kind of have to be a little bit more mindful. (laughs) And that one is a a fun song, and I just love how it's, you know, the Gen Y, the millennials, and just just the little play on words that they're doing there. So you can tell that they're they're just taking a bit light of the situation. I mean, they always kind of did, but it's with here it's a bit it's more obvious, right? And there's a lot of great songs on this one. If you want that heavy classic fiddler sound, listen to the song "Punks." That one is like really heavy bluesy type stuff. Like I'm talking those descending scales. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if I had to, I had to choose another one. And out of all the songs on this record that are really great, I had to go with the final one, "Bad Habits." And it's a, it's a bit of a lengthy one, but it's mostly because the, the outro just uh, gets really drawn out in its own, in its own way, because it's the closer of this whole album. And basically, the. Yeah, basically the sense behind that, if you pay attention to the lyrics, it's just uh, Zach being more reflective on his life and thinking, well, okay, I was this party freak for a while, just doing drugs like it was nobody's business and just going to bed drunk, waking up and finishing what was left in the bottle. <laughs> and now that I'm sobered, am I, am I just going to revert to the old, to the lifestyle I was rebelling against? <laughs> am I just... And there's even a part of there where it's like, oh my god, I'm becoming my dad. <laughs> I'm like, it's pretty funny, but yeah. It's like, are we running the risk of becoming so conservative? Oh god. <laughs> but no, in the end, you can just like, you know, you can uh, adopt some conservative values, but you can still be progressive. You just kind of have to find that balance that fits yourself. That's all I have to say about that. And... Yeah, let's just continue on with this uh, with this great fiddler track. Probably my favorite one that they've ever done. This is Bad Habits. <laughs>
Just that. Pow! <laughs> so yeah, if you if you like what you heard on that one, the rest of the album it sounds. Uh, I can't say it sounds exactly like either of those two songs because it ebbs and flows in so many different ways. So, and that's the way how I like an album, especially of a punk rock caliber that's really experimental like this. I mean, you heard all the instruments right? instrumentation that was going on there. It's 
And they got a lot, there is a lot of that strewn about on this record. It's pretty, it's pretty rad. So yeah, the first one, it's incredibly raw and just, uh, it's just rugged and it's just so relentless in how brutal it can be. I'd have to talk about that one uh, somewhere down the line. And this one, it just feels like it's uh, going through the motions and still trying to figure it out. And then the last album they put out, Almost Free, uh, <laughs> I will refer you to the article I wrote in Slug Magazine on that one because it was... <laughs> okay, there were some good ones on there. I actually did look fondly on a few songs on there, but some of it was just unbearable. That's so good. And a lot of it was boring. It just was like too radio rock for me. I'm like, oh, you guys, you lost. I mean, you had some bite. Even on that, even on this album, it was like, yeah, you weren't biting as hard, but we could understand that. But this one, it's just, you were just defanged. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I got, I don't have a lot of good things to say about their third album, Almost Free. I am almost free of the bad taste that album has left in my mouth. <laughs> I just got to keep listening to the good shit, and the good shit lies on this one and the self-titled, in cool. my opinion, my humblest of opinion. But I wrote, a, I wrote a critique on it, and it was published. So I have a better opinion than you. <laughs> and I'm on a podcast, so fuck you. There you go. <laughs> okay, that's enough about uh, Fiddler. Tell us a bit about... Uh, these guys from Philly. Yes, please die. Uh, they're from Philly. Uh, definitely a different sound we're going to go with here than we were just a moment ago. Another Violated Records release. Uh, thanks again to Pat for sharing so much great stuff with us and getting to check it out. This is the album. I'm holding it up for Eric to see. It's a full length. came mm. out last year on Halloween, so it's just less than a year old. Uh, about nine and, or ten and a half months. Well, these guys are do. <laughs> these guys took two hundred stab wounds and actually gave us an illustration, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Brutality is the name of the album. Eric's referring to the album cover. There are twenty-one tracks on this one full length. It's not a double. It's one full length. There's twenty-one tracks on it. I was talking about that. City Saints is going to be a double LP with twenty-four tracks. This is a single LP. And I played a couple of the longer tracks because this is some cool hardcore here. Uh, the track list digitally doesn't match up with the track list on the album, in case you're curious. You know how I can tell it's a hardcore album? Not by the impact font of right. the title itself, but look at the photo of the guys at the back. They're all standing in a row. The man in the middle, who is most likely their singer, I guarantee it's their singer, has his arms folded, and every single one of them has that stoic thousand-yard stare. Nice. Yep. And, of course, it's in a warehouse. It's in some disheveled uh, setting. There's spray paint on the walls. It's like, yep, this is a hardcore album. I am not doubting that. I can, I can pretty much guess what it's going to sound like, and I can also guess that I'm going to like it. Right. Well, let's get into it and see if you do. The first track I picked out of the 21 that we're going to listen to is called I Want Your Blood. Here we go with Please Die. How can I learn you? How can I read you? How can I thank you? And I can out-philosophize you. And I'm going to outlast you. You think a couple of whacks to my good old boy Gus going to get me down? It's going to take a hell of a lot more than that, counselor, to prove you're better than me. 
think that's one of the longest ones, too. Yeah, it sounds like it. And I gotta say, quite a fitting uh, track to uh, reveal from this album that has a uh, stab victim with multiple knives. I counted them. There's 24 knives sticking out of this body. <laughs> you know, and I was thinking it was probably gonna be 21. You know, one knife for each song on oh, this yeah. record. That would have made sense. Yeah. And talking of this record, you know, I'm looking at the actual vinyl. It's got it's clear with a blood spatter on it. Yeah. I'm like, man, these guys went all out as far as presentation goes, and I appreciate them for that. Yes. That's what helps give uh, give the album a bit more of a personality. And now I'm jealous that you have this record. So I'm going to have to go uh, find one for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Please die. And if you want to get them, go look at Violated Records. Thanks again, Pat. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. <laughs> Let's listen to one more. We'll see what you think. It's called Time to Kill. Yes, it's very thematic. Here we go. <laughs> To the uh, <clears throat> uh, the intro from uh, uh, from the last one, uh, I want your blood. I was like, where am I hearing that from? And I looked it up. Like, I can outlive you. I can out philosophize you. And that's from Cape Fear. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Cape Fear. And I just remember the climax of that one. Uh, just Nick Nolte trying to get after uh, Max Cady, <clears throat> and. Man, he doesn't even get the final blow. <laughs> and it's like, why would you just die? You're getting, like, burnt. You're getting, like, punctured. You're getting stabbed. You're getting... Oh, my God. <laughs> that movie is great, by the way. But, yeah, I just remember, you know, spoiler alert, he's in the he's in the river. Nick Nolte's just about to have a rock come down right on his head. But then the stream just washes Max away. And we can just assume that he drowned. We can assume. We can only assume... But there hasn't been a Cape Fear 2. True. Good. <laughs> because it's good to leave it on that sort of a cliffhanger right there. It just right. opens up the mythos. Right. Yeah. And anyway, uh, that's enough about uh, Hollywood. Let's get back to Please Die. Please don't die because you guys are awesome. Right. That was a, 
That was a great uh, couple of songs from this otherwise very lengthy record. <laughs> but damn, I'm impressed. Right? That's why I put it. Great cover-to-cover -cover albums. A lot of great tracks. Quantity, quality, great stuff. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We, uh, we get so little of that these days. <laughs> so. Go check it out. Please Die, Brutality, Violated Records. Thanks again, Pat. Still got a couple uh, other ones to get through, but we're getting close to the end of that grouping of Violated Records stuff. So hopefully you enjoyed the Outcasts and Please Die. We're going to wrap up the show with some not punk picks. What do you got? Well, I got the other half of the uh, split image split. Right. <laughs> this is the Psychomantis track, and I'm gonna keep a. Uh, I'm gonna keep this very plain. It is a sludgy track. It is a long track. It is a. It is a brutal one. Like I said, this was basically like a I hate God and obituaries, baby. They're heavily deformed and near crustaceous, baby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is the song that they released on the uh, split that once again came out earlier this year. Not yeah, not too long ago. Not even a whole month ago. Jesus. <clears throat> yeah, and if you want, if you like what you hear, and if you like Split Image, they'll be in a town near you, most likely. I don't know what town they will be in. I haven't looked at their tour schedule, but just keep an eye out. Just look them up. Like I said, we dropped the f the socials at the end of the show, so. Now I guess the only thing to do now is listen to their song, Disintegration. Here we are, Psycho Mantis.
track in that one <laughs> but yeah you see what i you see what i mean but like the uh, sort of crossing between uh, uh between the sludge and the sort of death metal aspect yep yeah it's all it's fast and it's slow and it's just all around dirty <laughs> you know? and the vocals are just like like i said he's got some mike williams in there but he's also got some just those deathcore death growls in there, just those. Yeah. You know, right now the person holding the standard to that, I mean, the low standard is the singer for Lorna Shore. Like, apparently, it's gotten he's gotten his guttural so low that he's become a meme. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not exactly the stuff I'm I flock to, I guess. Right. I mean, it's a it's all right, but Lorna Shore is just a. Uh, they are just in a league of their own. <laughs> uh, at least their singer is. And these guys, well, you heard that you heard it here, folks. If you like what you heard, then I suppose you will eventually know where to find them. There you go. We're about to hit the two-hour mark, so I'm just gonna get right into my track. The band is the Dead South. Played them before. They're kind of folk with the twist or outlaw country-ish. I don't know what you want to call it, but I think they're cool. I've enjoyed some of their other tracks. They had they put out something earlier this year, March 4th of 2022. It's called Easy Listening for Jerks Part 2. And I enjoy it. They did some cool covers of some other tracks. And if you're familiar with their style, I think they did a good job. Obviously, their style is going to be drastically different, I would say, in sound anyway, than the tracks that they covered. I really like this. We talked about System of a Down and Chop Suey not too long ago, so it reminded me, and I, I was thinking, I'll play this, but eventually, you know, I was going through so much new metal, kind of got put to the wayside, but when Eric played a System of a Down, kind of popped back in my head, and this is the episode we were going to do last episode, but we ran out of time. This one we're going to get into, because we're starting to get into that, uh, the witching hour of the show, so let's get into it. We're the band again, the Dead South, off of Easy Listening for Jerks Part 2. They're doing a cover of Chop Suey. We're rolling suicide. <laughs> Wake up! Wake up. 
that I played earlier this year back in January I played that uh, uh, that song by Rob Scallon and Sarah Longfield doing a ukulele cover of Slayer's Payback okay nice yeah so that's what it reminds me of because uh, Rob Scallon himself the YouTuber he has a whole series where he does like a the banjo version of like Master of Puppets or Thunderstruck or just any other classic rock song rock song he does it in a sort of a bluegrass or folk setting cool so that's what this uh, reminded me of and yeah dead south chop suey it sounded very much like what i expected but in a way that kind of disappointed me i was expecting something more it's like at the it's like i could always tell that this was a cover but the gimmick was you know different instruments and there wasn't really much more than that that's what I that's what I felt like. So I mean with what they had, I know it's not easy to be playing a metal on a banjo. <laughs> True. It's actually pretty hard to play the banjo in general. That's just my opinion on that, but I don't know, I've only tried it once. Banjo and the <laughs> double bass, that's typically what they they have involved in their music. Mhm. Yeah, and it was cool to hear it, but at the same time I'm like, well, if you wanted to go like full balls in bluegrass style like that, you could have made it sound a little bit more different. I was always aware that I was listening to a cover. It just sounded way too similar to Chop Suey. Yeah, I think they were just doing the track, but with their instruments, like you said, they're not like a, a huge band. There's just four dudes. And so, yeah, that's, uh, I get it. I think you should check them out though. If you like that style of music, if the covers aren't your thing, well, they, their originals are, are cool. They travel, they play shows. They're from Regina in Saskatchewan. So check them out. Uh, again, easy listening for Jerks Part 2. There's some other covers on there. If you like uh, folk 
infused covers. Well, I do like folk infused covers. They can be they can be pretty interesting the way that they go about it. So, so yeah, sorry to sorry that that's kind of a diss on the. It's not a diss on the band, just on the song. It's just it's whatever. Check out the band. And you can check out our show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon, Music Player FM, and slcpunkcast.com. Thank you for checking us out somewhere, but you can also check us out on all those places. Thank you for listening to the show all the way up to this point. Hopefully you found some great music, great bands that you can go follow on their social medias, on their band camp. Those are the least we can do is those type of things. Those are free minus the, the time that it takes you to do it. But a lot of cool stuff, so go follow the bands on Instagram at SplitImageCA, at RevoltAndDestroy.Official, at City underscore Saints, at StreetDogsOfficial, at the Outcasts underscore Official underscore, at Fiddler, at Psychomantis underscore Metal, at The Dead South, and the show is at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at ScaryUncle underscore Eric, E-R-I-C, at <laughs> underscore SLC. The uh, I mean, if you follow me, you're not missing much. I don't really post anything, <laughs> but you can. That's why I recommend you follow my band's Instagram, which are as follows: at anonymous underscore band official and the apathetics dot SLC. We post more on there. Cool. And our respective Facebooks are at anonymous SLC. And at the Apathetics. And you can find our music on Bandcamp as well as other merch. Apathetics doesn't have merch yet. But like I said, we are recording some new material. So cool. in a oh, hopefully a month's time, you'll be able to listen to it. We will see. I will keep you updated. But the band's camps are anonymous, slc.bandcamp.com. And also, we are scheduling some recording time in the next few weeks for that band as well. Awesome. So, yep. Keep you in. We'll keep you in the loop of that. Um, yeah, for the apathetics, theapathetics.bandcamp.com. And if you want to listen to more of me, find my other podcast, Lead Melodies, on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. And you can stream it on Spotify or on the website anchor.fm slash leadmelodies. And be sure to follow the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook at SLC Hardcore. I am doing my damn best to keep up with all the shows and all the flyering and all the other crazy shit that's happening. But I remind you of all the shows that I said were coming up. And by the way, there was one I missed this Friday at Black Lung Society. Um, our, my friends in Suffocator will be playing with Primal Aggression and Mummy. And dragged out. That's going to start at 7 p.m. And it's going to be $12. Again, this Friday, the 9th of September. So, yep, now there's that. <laughs> awesome. Well, you can find the bands on Facebook at Split Image CA, at Revolt and Destroy, at City Saints GBG, at Street Dogs, at Official Outcasts, at Fiddler LA, at Please Die, at Psycho Manus, at The Dead South 79, the shows at SLC Punkcast. Once again, thank you everybody for joining us for episode 280 and all these cool bands. Eric, any final thoughts for a wrap up show? Well, I do have a few final thoughts. When, uh, when our show got canceled last night, me, Ethan, and Sid, we just uh, chilled out in our practice space. We played a little bit, but we mostly just sat around and shot the shit, talked shit. And had a few laughs. Nice. <laughs> but one of the things that kept coming up is we uh, got on the subject of cancel culture. And probably the thing that really irked us the most is 
and irks me the most still is just how reactionary people can be. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they have a voice and it can be heard the world round with just a little stroke of the keyboard and a click of the button. And all of a sudden, they're rallying behind this cause. They're rallying behind this thing that just aggravated them to no degree. And then, next week, they forget about it. Right. It's like, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the way that it goes, you know. But it pisses me off of how frivolous people's stances are on causes and rallies and just things that are important. And one thing uh, she actually brought up, uh, Sid actually brought up, was like, how a lot of her friends, when uh, being trans was in the know, you know, and everyone's like, oh, trans rights this, trans rights that. And it's like, okay, awesome. It's good to see that people are standing behind this. And then then she uh, goes and talks to them, and they have turned face. It's like, you really didn't even understand what you were fighting for in the first place, did you? <laughs> and that sucks. People are so quick to jump on a cause but they're also so quick to just back out and jump on to the next one. Yep. Next week there's always something there's always something to jump onto. So really before you start pressing keys, before you start, you know, pointing the finger and start picking at somebody or something or whatever, no matter how just the cause is and no matter how mundane it is, make sure where you stand and make sure, and just kind of weigh out how important it is. And in the end, is it really going to change you? Are you going to really feel better about what you have done? Just think about that. Think of all those things because apparently critical thinking is something that's getting lost with each generation. Especially right now because of the wake of all this, all the spread of information. Well, with the spread of information is also the spread of misinformation. So don't ever forget that. Right. Just everybody, before you take your stands, know the ground on which you stand. And that's all I got to say about that. Play the fucking outro. (laughs) 